So we can talk to y'all because there's been a lot of stuff going on and we want to get into a whole lot of stuff because I mean from the back and forth, the firings, the debuts, the the switchovers, the possible releases, the I mean, it's just it's crazy right now. And the craziest part is WWE is still putting on a lackluster product. Like I cannot believe the audacity of these guys. With the talent they have and with the potential storylines that they can build, these guys are still, like, giving us rematches and, like, the highlights have been, like, skits. Yeah, that's definitely true. You know, uh, on Raw, as usual, RK Bro is the the standard, the the highlight almost every week. Which but is even, ridiculous. But even their stuff's getting kind of boring. I mean, a spelling bee. It was a, a quiz bowl. A quiz bowl. Well, the, this week is the quiz bowl. Last a couple weeks week ago, it was, it was a spelling bee. Nah. Last week, it was the scooter race. Yeah. Like, I, I don't understand this. I, I'm... I mean, the tag team titles have just been being held. And even though, like, they have these these so-called matches that turn into tag team matches because that's what WWE specializes in now. Let's take a singles match, have somebody interfere, and turn it into a tag match. It's like you can set your watch to exactly what they're going to do every week. Yeah. The one thing I couldn't set my watch to was Goldberg. I don't know why, you know, it's around that time. I should year. have been able to. You should have been able to. As soon as Saudi comes around, soon here comes the momentum killer. As soon as it's WrestleMania season, we might as well just start calling them that. I mean, it, it's true, though. The momentum killer. I, I call them that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's the truth, though. You know, it's happened so many times over the years. KO's never really been the same since losing to Goldberg. We all saw what happened to The Fiend when he lost to Goldberg. The only person that really recovers 100% after losing to Goldberg would be Lesnar. You know? Yeah, you know, yeah, because... Yeah. Uh, Drew McIntyre actually beat him. Yeah, Drew McIntyre beat Goldberg. And we, seen, beat Goldberg. and we seen that when Goldberg beat Bobby Lashley, he disappeared for a while. Yeah, it's, it's taking Bobby a little bit of time to you know get back to the WWE title. But and luckily, he, he was able to. Yeah, but even this reign, you know, it, it feels like it'll be a transitional reign and Lesnar will get him back to the Elimination Chamber. Like, they're not going to set up and start planting seeds for... Lesnar reigns title for title at WrestleMania without pulling the trigger on it. I, I doubt it. Not if Goldberg beats Reigns. Yeah, that, then it'll be Goldberg and Lesnar oh, title for title oh, at great. WrestleMania. I mean, like you said, you said the point of WrestleMania was to draw it was a spectacle to draw in people who normally don't watch wrestling. But I feel like WrestleMania is the culmination of a year's worth of work. 
I feel like WrestleMania is supposed to be like the the time where wrestling ends all feuds and the game resets. In a perfect world, that is what WrestleMania would be, Art. But unfortunately, <laughs> this is not a perfect world. And you know, I kind of stand by the statement. You know, WrestleMania is not really for us, per se. The people I that watch it every is. week. It's for people that it's to make the money. You know, they try every year to get the casual fans back. That's why they trot out all the the bigger all the biggest names that they can get their hands on at WrestleMania. Right, the Bad Bunnies you and know? the Floyd Mayweathers and the Donald Trumps and all the the the, the people that uh, people have a nostalgia feelings for, like Austin and Rock and Hogan and, and Lita. And Lita, or I don't know. I'm kind of looking forward to this one because at Elimination Chamber is going to be Lita and Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's title. And I don't know. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing if Lita's uh, got any new tricks up her sleeves. I mean, she could be better than she was when she was there the first time. You know, she's working out, you know, uh, learning new moves. In the famous words of MJ Gunner, there's only one man that's undefeated and his name is Father Time. She doesn't look... She's not that old, Art. She's not as... She's not as young either. Well, she's not that old. She can still... She can still put on a good match. I have confidence. I hope that it's more centered around psychology than wrestling. Because that's what the great... The great ones do when they come back. Mm-hmm. When they come back and Father Time has his mitts around their neck. <laughs> they turn to psychology. Edge did it. Yeah. And he did it, like, flawlessly to a T. You know what I'm saying? John Cena did it. Batista did it. Give me what I want. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Triple H did it. All the greats, they come back, they use their psychology and what they've learned in the business on how to work a crowd. I say I, I nobody did it better than The Rock. I feel that. I feel that. The Rock came back. Now, he wasn't the same in the ring, but I noticed that when he came back, he talked a lot more to the audience. But yeah, you know, uh, I think that's smart to kind of play to the strengths that you have and not the weaknesses you have. Yeah, and and the thing is, I don't think WWE's going to allow her to do that. Because they are so terrible with the storylines right now. You think it's going to be just straight wrestling, wrestling? Yeah, action? and I'm I'm just praying to God that Lita can keep up. I think that she can't. I, I, I think she can't. Can. I don't think Becky's like... You know, Becky's a good opponent for yeah. just about anybody. You know, she's on fire. She feels like... I feel like she could uh, kind of help Lita out there. You know, yeah, she you think she can carry her? No, I don't be carrier, you know. Like, if she gets in trouble a little bit, you know, Becky can step in and, you know, make her look good. I feel like it's up to the people who are active to carry the ones who they don't know whether they can be or not. I get that. You know, they are the ones that are doing this every week. They should be better at it than those that don't do this every week. You know, I mean, it's it's just a given that what I'm expecting. But I don't I don't know if I'm looking forward to it. It's just what I would be expecting. So we shall see. I mean, and we know that the one thing that they don't do is any buildups because right after Lashley won the Royal won the title, they just came out and was like, he's gonna be in a chamber. Like, no qualifiers, no buildup, no storylines to it, just Brock and Bobby 
Like, so they're just pretty much canceling out everybody else that's in this match. I mean, it's a pretty star-studded elimination chamber. I, like, I, I think it's going to be a really good match. I'm looking forward to this one because, like I said, the people that are in it. You know, they got Lesnar, they got uh, Lashley, they got AJ Styles, Matt Riddle, yeah, and, uh, Austin Theory, and, like, and there's one more. I'm, I'm forgetting somebody. Who am I forgetting? You say Lesnar? Lesnar, Lashley, AJ Styles... Austin Theory, Matt Riddle. Guess I gotta, gotta look it up. There's a six. Um, but yeah, uh, I just feel like it's centered around Lesnar and Lashley. So those are the only two potential outcomes to win. I- and I feel like it's centered around Lesnar, to be honest with you. Like, it's not even centered around Lashley. Lashley's there... In my opinion, because they need to get the title off Lesnar so he can win the Raw Rumble and challenge, uh, hopefully, Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I don't know, bro. I just feel like I remember when the Elimination Chamber it felt like anybody could win. Rollins. Rollins is the sixth person in that match. Duh. Duh. I, I thought that he'd uh, kind of blown his chance or something. I didn't really see him in there. But that's, those are the six. I'm looking forward okay. to this Elimination Chamber match. So, uh, I'm just saying, I remember a point when it felt like anybody could win the Elimination Chamber. It doesn't feel like that anymore. They understand that, you know, Even, they did better jobs of uh, building people up, yeah. making the Chamber match feel more unpredictable. <coughs> the last, like, I want to say, like, the last unpredictable Chamber match was the Women's Tag Team Chamber, where you didn't know who would win. Uh... Other than that, it's always been between two people. Yeah. Brian and Kofi. You know what I mean? Uh, what? Uh, like now, Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar. Roman's not even in it. Yeah. In a chamber. He's just going straight up against Goldberg. Don't know why. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's just ridiculous. You know what I mean? But I'm trying to... Stay invested, but it's hard to stay invested when they keep. It seems like they don't care either. Yeah, I understand that. You know, it's definitely uh, difficult to keep up with the product if you feel like the product isn't living up to everything it could be. Not even that living up to what it really could be. Trying to make it really great. That's the thing. It's like they're not even trying. We've had like rematch after rematch. Big E's been switched back to SmackDown, oh, put in a tag team. You know what I mean? Like, because we will be here all day. It's just, I mean, what's Drew McIntyre doing? Drew McIntyre is feuding with uh, Madcap Moss. Another thing that slightly annoys the hell out of me, because at this time, you know, when they really need main eventers, I don't think that they're in a position to waste one. Which is what I think is happening with Drew McIntyre right now. And Dean. he should be there, running with Roman Reigns. He should be there in the Universal Title picture. You know, and, and that's not happening, and it, it irritates me. It really does because they they did such a great job building up Drew McIntyre during the pandemic era, and he was on top of the world, and he's not right now. Same thing with Bianca. 
And you know, I think I, I touched on this last week. You know, they've got a habit of thinking that when somebody's, you know, been made and they're doing great, that that's can, the time that they can pull the rug out from underneath them and just do whatever with, whatever with them. And, you know, we don't need to worry about this guy right now. He's all right. He's good. Right. He's and already that, That's over. not the case, though. Like, you, you got to, uh, in my opinion, you have to do things to keep people interested in somebody. Mm-hmm. And... Putting Big E back with Kofi in the New Day is not going to help pe- keep people interested in him. Like, I love the New Day. Don't get, do not get me wrong whatsoever. But there's a time I love the New Day. But to be honest with you, I wish that they would stop like, throwing them back together every, every, every time. You know, like, they're not a tag team. Then, okay, they had Woods and they had Kofi. All right, they had the tag team New Day. And then Woods gets injured and then they feel like they got to throw Big E in there with them. Why? Like, why do they have why to be can't they treat? Why can't they treat Kofi and Big E like two former WWE champions? Exactly. Like, Big E had momentum. Kofi, you can get Kofi's momentum back. Like, it's not like it'd be hard. They he has a credential. E take the pinfall in the match that was a fatal five-way. Meaning he didn't have to. And then right after that, it, it's fuck off somewhere. Like, right back to a tag team. It's ridiculous. It I really don't is. understand why they do things like that. I mean, Bianca Belair was made, and they killed her run in 26 seconds. I don't get it. I really don't. And now she's feuding with Dewdrop, which was incre- a great feud. I mean, it's, not, it's not that they're not great feuds. It's just that, you know... It's been. I feel These like it's beneath people should be in the championship run. Exactly. But to have her lose like five times, and that's what she did. She did lose like five women's championship matches straight. And you know that that's not very good for people either to just put them in championship matches and just, just to have them lose them. Right. You know. Like multiple if, championship opportunities in if you're nothing. gonna if you're gonna give them a immediate rematch, then that's cool. Have them lose it and have them build back up to get another one. Exactly. Don't give them another one and another one and another one and another one and have them lose them all and think that they can still be looked at as a contender. Yeah, I mean you don't have to be in championship storylines to to be a star. Exactly, to be a star and to have good momentum and to be able to do all these good things uh, that wrestlers do. Exactly, RK Bro. It took them a long time to get to the tag team titles, but that storyline was great, building all the way up. But they do have to be doing something interesting. Exactly, they you do know? have to do something. And this feud with. Madcap Moss and Baron Corbin, it's not it for me with Drew McIntyre. So tell me this, bro. How do you feel about Dolph going down to NXT? Not really a big fan of that either. I feel like uh, Dolph should have... Uh, I feel like Dolph kind of deserves better than to be fed to Braun Breaker, which is probably what's going to happen. Because you, know? you know how they do with Braun and NXT. Yeah. I mean, Scott Jr. I mean, I get, <laughs> I get that, you know, Dolph's playing the role of the veteran down there. and But know, he immediately his, came out and got beat up. It's his job to, you know, kind of make the, the younger talent look better. 
It's you weird. Know, when dude. you're in a veteran uh, position and everything, you you get back. Okay, so he I get came, that. he came down. He you know proclaimed that it's one title that he's never had, the NXT title. And he's talking to Brian Breaker, and then Tommaso Ciampa comes down and just kicks him in the face. I think that what it is is uh, they're, they're trying to, I guess, carry favor with NXT 2.0. You know, trying to make it more must-see. Yeah, but, but, but I don't Dolph think wasn't Dolph... wasn't doing anything on the yeah, main roster Yeah, I was going to anyway. say, I don't think Dolph was the guy to do it. If anything, man, if you don't like Finn Balor... Let him go back. He reinvented himself time and time again. He's, I mean, the NXT crowd loves him. Yeah, I get that. And he would be a uh, an asset down there. You know, that should be the person who should be putting over these younger NXT guys. If you, if you want one, somebody like that. You know, somebody who's established down there. Somebody who the crowd likes. Somebody who's important to them. Exactly. Now, Dolph Ziggler's ever been in NXT. Ever. No, not the black has. and gold. Not he the has. black and gold brand. I was going to say he has, but it was only for like, uh, they like used a to showcase. Do it, right, they used to do that back in the day. You know, they bring down one of the main roster talents to uh, feud with uh, the NXT guys. You know, that was a early NXT, though. Yeah, you know, like that's Cesaro. Sami Zayn and Cesaro. You know, uh, yeah. Sheamus had a couple matches down in the early NXT. People like that. But, but the the thing is, like, to just bring them down just to, what, feed them to someone? Yeah. You know, I think Dolph definitely deserves better than this. Better than that, anyway. I mean, it's not too, too many bright spots about 2.0, but, I mean, there are some. I'm yeah. trying to get into that, too, but it's just not... I don't like change. I keep saying it. Every single week, it's so true, though. Ugh. I, I'm sorry. I, I can't get behind this. Too many new faces, and I don't. Personally, I don't have a reason to care at this point. That's yeah, just me, though. We didn't have a chance to you know, to get to know them. Right. To... You know, it's like when you bring somebody into your house. Like your 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 friend brings his his friend with him. Well, you guys go out to, to hang out and everything. It's like, hey, here's a new guy. Yo, he's great and everything. Like, okay. Like, can I have some time to, to get to, to know this person? To see if before he's great. You, before you try to enter him into our group there? That's, that's the way I look at it. But, I mean, that I guess that's why. That's why their projected numbers didn't do what they thought it was going to do. It's just not going to do what you think. I don't understand do. how they expect it differently. I, I really don't. NXT had the most loyal fan base the WWE had at that point. And you take their products and you flip it on its head. And it's not exactly what it was. And the people that watch NXT, they watch to see the... The, the great wrestling matches and to see all the people that they loved and to see all the people that they were invested in do well and I'm going I'm not gonna lie like the last time I was invested in NXT was when the way was there. yeah I loved the way and then after that that was pretty much all for me 
everything kind of changed right after that. They just start bringing people like they they did the breakout tournament, mm-hmm. and then right after the breakout tournament, like everybody. Like I, I can understand if they kind of eased us into this, you know, maybe the debut of a person here and there, and you know, have them have us get acquainted with them, and then bring somebody else in. They were doing that at et cetera, first, etc. They were doing that at first. They start bringing in people like Zia Lee mm-hmm. and Boa, and you know, they start just bringing you know people in. Dexter Loomis came in. Like it's, and then they did rush, and then I feel like they rushed this. Yeah, and then it felt like all at one time, like Johnny Gargano left, Adam Cole left, Kyle O'Reilly left. You know what I'm saying? They moved up all these other people, and and then they brought in this complete influx of new talent that we like. Who's who's it's confusing. and Jigs. I mean Briggs and Jensen. It's and, confusing and. I mean, I can't even name... I can name, like, Mello. I right. know him. Right. I like Carmelo Hayes. You know what I'm saying? I know Mandy Rose and Toxic... I only know Toxic Attraction because they're associated with Mandy Rose. Right, right. And I feel like that's a good thing. And then, like, the rest of them are people who are who you're fading to the back for the new people. Like, these guys in Diamond Mine just came in wrecking shop, and the we Green don't Brothers. even know their names. Nine times out of ten, the Creed brothers are taking the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, by the way. Like, it's them and MSK in the finals. And I don't see MSK uh, getting a win over them. You know what I mean? And then, exactly, you took MSK and you put them with Riddle. And, And the thing of it is, is we always say we want new stars, which we do. But you have to build new exactly. stars. Exactly. And you can't build new with new and expect it to be like Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You know, we do want new stars, but we want the new stars to, you know, be credible. And they're not gonna get the credibility that they need down there if it's just uh if they're just beating new other new people that exactly. we don't know or are not invested in. Like you're telling us that Braun Breaker is the guy to beat. But beating him doesn't seem like a feat right now. I mean, they're doing it okay with Breaker. You know, him him getting the big, him getting the win over uh, Tommaso Ciampa. That's kind of a big deal. Okay, now Braun Breaker's the guy to beat. So if they just brung in like some new guy and had him beat Braun Breaker, he'd be that's the guy. I guess. Like, it, it it has to be like a build. You know right. what I mean? You can't just have... Okay, so Breaker comes in, smashes all the new guys, mm. but he's got a chance to beat a veteran in Tommaso Ciampa. Right. What about the next guy who has to beat all new guys? Yeah, there's not really that many veterans back down there anymore. He's beating all new guys, and now he gets to Breaker, but Breaker's still pretty much a new guy. Right. So when he beats him, now he's got the title. Now the next guy to challenge is beating all complete new guys. Right. No veterans for him to beat. Nowhere for him to build off of just new. The crowd has to actually get... At this point, the crowd has to actually like someone's character, persona, like wrestling, like all that. You're starting from scratch instead of being able to... You know, you can't give anybody a rub. 
And like I said, it's what they're kind of trying to do with Dolph. But, it's like I said earlier, you know, Dolph wasn't really doing, you know, a lot on the main roster, you know, these days anyways. You know, yeah, he, he's got a, a resume a mile long. And I'm not trying to take that away from him. I'm saying is he didn't really he doesn't really have the momentum. He doesn't really have the the heat behind him right now to, you know, make somebody down there. Exactly. The thing is, like, you spent so long putting Dolph on the back burner, now you expect us to believe. That's what they did with Kofi. When when he was challenging Lashley. But it went right, because they did exactly what you said. Exactly. They Lashley took, smashes Kofi. Right. They just smash. He he just smashed Kofi. Like he literally, almost was. That was pretty dominant. Yeah, that was. He didn't get bare any offense off that at all. That was pretty dominant. That they did it the right way, but yeah. now like, is Breaker supposed to do that to Dolph? It's one thing when you know guys are on the same level on the main roster. You know, I put Kofi. I put Lashley. Kind of uh, near each other. But Braun Breaker and Dolph Ziggler are nowhere near each other. So. I, I mean, where on the spectrum are they? Because Dolph Ziggler is doing horrible on the main roster and Braun Breaker is doing awesome in the newest company. I still think that they're, they're, they're not near each other. Like, in what aspects? We don't even. I, they don't. They shouldn't even be wrestling each other. That's the thing. They shouldn't be. You know, it's like Dolph Ziggler's got, like I said, a resume a mile long, and you know Breaker doesn't. Yeah. Okay. So, do you think that that's pretty much what's going on in AEW too? Like, they've got this influx of all these veterans. And no time to put them on, and now you've got like. You got three belts and so many contenders. I've said this about AEW before, and I will continue to say this. There's too many people there. It's just what it is, at least in my opinion, anyways. Like, they bring in all these. Let's talk about the newest acquisitions. They bring in all these new people, and we're excited for it for a couple weeks. And then after, they get faded away. You know, they're, they're not doing much. And that's because there's not enough time on TV to have people, to have all these people in po- important views, to have all these people, you know, doing important things. But when you go on, when you go on YouTube, they have three hours of dark. Right. You That's where they I mean. put everybody that, that they don't get on uh, Rampage or Dynamite. Right. Where am I dark? Well, they have to. Yeah. Because where else are you going to put them? You only got two shows. You got Rampage. You got Dynamite. And you got one pay-per-view. Could you imagine, like, the 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 spots that they're all vying for on a pay-per-view? Right. Yeah, that makes it ten times worse. And especially since pay per views don't happen very often. It's like what four four times a year, I think. Yeah, four a year. Like one's coming up in March. I think it's Revolution in March. Yeah, and the the newest uh, signees. Well, I knew at least one's a signee. One might just you know be there working matches and stuff. Uh, 
Keith Lee. Keith Lee was there was Tony Khan's big surprise. I feel like I feel like Keith Lee was the surprise the whole time. Mm-hmm. And since he used the word forbidden door, he had to get someone else. And that someone else would be Jay White. White. I I feel like cause me and Gunner had the conversation. You can't say that somebody's coming through a forbidden door if they're a free agent. If they're not contracted or working right now for another company, they're not walking through a forbidden door. Yeah, you know, it was just them the, coming it's up. It's just to, them to getting show, hired. Right, it's just them uh, doing a date, pretty much. You right. know, they do that all the time with dates and everything. You know, book me for this date, book me for that date. You know, I'm not, I don't have a contract anywhere, so you know, I can wrestle wherever I want. Just whoever whoever, uh, wherever now, will have me. Mickey James did walk through the forbidden door right, because she's she did. a champion in another company. Right. You know what I mean? But Keith Lee did not walk through a forbidden door. That's why they had that's why he had to, you know, pull the double. I feel that, I feel that. And you know, the thing with Keith Lee is I'm excited to see him, like as obviously um you know, big Keith Lee fan. Just not sure where he gonna stand in this company. Exactly, I'm not full of heavy hitters and people. Okay, so in the past, I want to say five months, we've had Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole, Red Dragon, both Red of them. Dragon, Keith Lee, Lee. Uh, I mean, and a host of others. Yeah. I don't, I don't even Jay Lethal. Right, I don't even want to start getting into, like, the Ring of Honor guys that are showing up. And it's not that we have a problem seeing any of these people because they they are all great talents. No, here's the thing. They have three titles. Right. Four if you're going to count. I mean, five if you're going to count the two women's titles. Mm -hmm. They've got the TNT title, which they merged already, split apart and merged already. Right. They've got the world title. They got the tag titles. And the FTW title, if you count that one. And the FTW title. Which it seemed like no one cared about until Jay Lethal challenged mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. Which I did love that match, by the way. That yeah. Not nothing against their matches, because they're going to have a handful of awesome matches. Yeah. But... You only got a certain amount of time with that, too. I keep saying it. I will continue to say it. Like I said, there's just too many of them. And he's still buying. Exactly. Now, this is what I did here. I did hear that he's not going to be renewing some upcoming expiring contracts. I think he's got, I think he kind of has to. You know, like, let's, uh, if we're going to keep bringing people in... Unfortunately, that means some of these people has to go. And who do you think is coming up? Because um, there are a couple people who've been there since the beginning that I feel like contract is coming up and really need to exit. I've heard Brian Cage might be leaving. I would. He's almost number one on my list to leave. And I think that he'd be just fine wherever he ended up. If he goes back to Impact, great. If he went to NWA, awesome. If he goes to MLW, cool. And if 
for some reason it goes to WWE, that's fine too. Yeah, you know? I think WWE would not be good for him. 2.0 well, or UK. Main roster, no. I don't, I would not want to suggest, I wouldn't want to stand with 2.0 because I think I, I, I don't want that product. I think I would because him and Braun Breaker could actually work. Think so. Really, really work. You got two really strong, really. And someone actually being more muscular than Braun. And then the Joe Gacy and and uh, Harlan. Mm-hmm. I, I think it would and work. And maybe, maybe if it did bring in somebody else. With a name. You know, maybe that'll kind of soften the blow. You know, yeah. you got to give us something. You got to give us something to yeah, hold yeah, on a to. A couple of independent Please. wrestlers in there. Yeah, I think that would, that would smooth things out just a little bit. I understand we're working with all the new guys, <coughs> which, is, is, which is great. But you, you got to give us something. Another person I feel like should be leaving is Joey Janela. You think so? He's been on the back burner way too much, way too long. Well, he's another guy where I can see going anywhere. Like he, he was in M- he was in MLW. You know, like I said, uh, business outside WWE and pretty much AEW at this point too. It's thriving. I think the other, the other people that should leave is Rio. Yeah. I think Sheeta should leave. Think so. Yeah, I think they should take their chance now while they still got it. Because AEW, quiet as it's kept, has been putting people in these rough matches that take a toll on your body. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that, you know, these these hardcore Hardcore, matches. Hardcore, Texas death matches, barbed wires, thumbtacks, double cells. Mm Mm-hmm. Just food for thought. Yeah, I get that. If you want to have a lasting career, because New Japan is always open. It is. And like I said, Impact's there, NWA's there, MLW's there. There's a reason why people loved Kenny Omega. I want to say Meltzer's a part of it, but... Yeah, he is a big part of it. Yeah, he's a part of it, but because he was... The exposure that we got in America through Meltzer, you know, mm-hmm. to New Japan. Right. So, I'm just saying, it could could be on that. But there are a couple more people, but I'll leave that to to see what happens. Because another person that is coming in, supposedly, is Jeff Hardy. You think so? Matt tweeted like that he's should be coming soon or something. Yeah. Something like that. So that's another one. And and something else has been trending pretty much. Uh did you notice that Keith Lee's put on weight? Like he's bigger than he was in NXT? Cause that seems to be a lot of what people are talking about. Like apparently it's it's breaking news. I I did not know this man was was kinda heavier, you know? 
Like, this man's a pretty heavy set guy. Like, that's breaking news to me, Art. I cannot believe this. Like, oh my God, we should all be talking about how how big Keith Lee is. Like, wow, man. That's breaking news. I, I don't know. I just it. feel like WWE makes them do regiments and stuff that they probably don't want to do. AEW did, did you catch my sarcasm? Yeah, I get it. I'm just saying okay. because the thing, because they were showing pictures of Adam Cole, too. I was going to bring that right. up. Right. You know what I'm saying? They were saying how how smaller or how much less muscular Adam Cole is. That's true. Now. You know what I mean? And I'm not gonna lie, dude. Tommy, I think it might be good for him because Tommy Dreamer already said muscles rip and tear, fat absorbs. It might be better to have a little flab on you. You know what I'm saying? So you can take that damage better. Tommy Dreamer that. really hasn't never been injured for real. And there's a reason that. why. And <laughs> WWE probably has this regiment that they have them on where they have, even if they're not doing TV, they have to work out and this and be at the performance center at this time and do all, you know what I'm saying? So now they're being able to chill back, have a beer and smoke a little weed. You, you know what I'm I, I want to bring back the thing about Keith Lee might have put on weight. You know, well, what does it matter, to be honest with you? Like, why are we all so obsessed with this? Hey, like it's not like it's surprising anybody today. He's a big guy. Excuse me, but if I had gotten married and been eating wedding cake and been on a honeymoon and eating good food exactly. for two weeks, I would hope that I put on some weight too. Exactly. Let the man live his life. I would hope that he put on a little bit of weight. Like, like people just he been eating good. People uh, just find any reason to kind of. You know, try to uh, drag people down, kind of nitpick at them for some reason. I don't understand that. I'm not... I don't trip off of that type of stuff because <coughs> there, there's there been, like, a lot of uh, nitpicking and naysaying and hit pieces. You know what I mean? That just out of nowhere, like the, the Joe Rogan thing, the, yeah. you know, the... The Joe Biden thing. The I mean, it's just so, and people just have to have something to go against. That I think they just spend their day trying their best to argue, <laughs> especially online. Like that's the place for it. Online is like the devil's playground. Yeah. Like period. No whole barred. There is almost no happiness. There, everything has to be perfect, or it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. There, so I don't really pay that much attention to that stuff. I kind of just, uh, I do watch a lot of uh, clips because mm-hmm. sometimes you can't just sit down and watch three, four hours of wrestling, so you have to watch it in highlights and clips. Right, I get that. You know what I mean. It's I, I sometimes I can't even stand to sit through some of it. You know what I mean? Especially when it's something like Raw or SmackDown. Half of the time I can't sit through that whole thing. Not even a Hulu version? I mean, it is like an hour and a half, but they you wanna know what happened throughout the whole show. Right, you know, it, you at like, least want to give it that um, uh, enough of that respect to know what happened through the whole show. Hulu is so disrespectful; <laughs> <laughs> they cut out Everybody. so many people's stuff. Like I remember a point where we were doing the podcast, and 
we would only watch the Hulu version, we'd be like, I didn't even know they had a U.S. title match. When did that happen? <laughs> when did this? When did this? Like, they would cut so much stuff out. And some of the stuff that they cut out was the best parts. Right, like, the tw- people running after the 24-7 title was right. some of my favorite and most entertaining things. All right, well, I feel compelled to bring it up. Do you? How, how do you feel about Roman and Goldberg? Roman and Goldberg. Uh... I feel like Goldberg's gonna win. Why would you put that evilness in the air? Because, man, it's the Saudi thing. Like, history just tells us that this is gonna happen. And I just can't stand the feeling that I have when he shows up. I would hope. I mean, he came. This this is the thing Goldberg ruined. Half of people's childhood in the 90s. When did he do that? When he beat Hollywood Hogan and pretty much killed the NWO, made him split in half. And everybody was an NWO fan then. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden, everybody goes on Goldberg. Like, it was terrible to be an NWO fan. So he killed those people's dreams. Came 10 years later and killed some more people's dreams. Then came 10 years later and ruined my grandson's childhood. Kylan loves Goldberg. That's what I mean. And now he's coming 10 years later to ruin some more people's childhood. The thing of it is... Because whoever is the most popular at that time loses. I would hope and I would pray... That, that Roman is above this. The work that they've been doing with Roman Reigns is above this. Like, nobody else that we brought up, nobody else has been on a run that Roman's been on. Really? 500 and... 500 plus days in counting mm-hmm. of him being Universal Champion and he never, not once, lost momentum. And this is a run of a lifetime. I know I say that a lot on the show, but it's the truth. Okay. Like these champions are having. I just, I just wanna, I just wanna tell you some of the people that he he did that to. Triple H was really on top at that time. He did it to him. Hogan really on top at that time. Did it to him. Brock Lesnar. Oh, Brock Lesnar, Suplex City. Okay, as I was saying before I was really interrupted, Brock Lesnar was on top. Suplex City was banging. And this guy came in and murdered him in 30 seconds. The Fiend killing the game. Smashed. And not even with a decent jackhammer. He couldn't even lift them up. I say this every single time a champion is having a good run. I just don't have a great feel. Oh. Okay. I say this every time a champion's having a great run. And almost every single time I'm disappointed. Okay? Somebody's got to be the person to end these great title runs. 
and it should be someone who needs this rub. I said it with Kenny Omega, Christian Cage. I said it with Charlotte Flair. And and they keep not doing it. And uh. And Deanna Perrazzo, not to mention. Yeah, Deanna Perrazzo, uh, she's, she's, that happened with her too. The thing of it is, is, as I just, as a, as I said, uh, these, when you beat a good champion, especially a really good champion who's having a really good title reign, that person's stock goes up. And when someone who doesn't need the win Gets it. It's it's almost like a wasted opportunity. It's a, there. The, it's a slap in the face. Like why that person? Anybody else? Like I mean, to have Becky Lynch beat Bianca Belair was a slap in the face. Like the build that they were doing for for Liv Morgan to get the title win. And not have a payoff. Yeah. It's just, I don't have a great feeling about what's to come. Because I feel like, like you said, WrestleMania is not for us, right? I don't so think so. why wouldn't they do Goldberg and Brock Lesnar again? <sighs> Instead, this time, title for title. Congratulations, are you convinced me? Thank you for crushing my spirit. Well, you can thank one man and one man only. I want to thank you. Because I, I came into this podcast with hope that Roman was going to do this. And, and now I don't have it hope. So thank you. Thank you very much. I mean, I, I gave you hope before... <laughs> And what happened then when I convinced you that Rey Mysterio was going to win the title? Quit playing on my emotions. What happened then? Because I was convincing. I was convinced too. I'm like, <laughs> they turned it into a no. Why did they turn it into he a no holds He's going to do this. And he didn't do it. But, but if we had that moment, did we? We had that moment. Well, I'm sick and tired of having my emotions play with, man. I had I'm that sick moment. Of that's what I'm saying. I already had that moment, that moment of super high hope, like something could finally happen for us. And it never does. And, and Except thing, the Royal Rumble this year for the women. That was my match right there. Another thing that we're not really, that nobody's really considering is, is Roman's just coming off COVID. So who knows how that's affecting him and... You know, with his immune system and everything, and maybe he is going to drop the title. I don't know. I just don't have a great feeling when Goldberg shows up. Period. Because for some reason, this guy comes in every decade of my life and tries to ruin it. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he'll be here in 2032 to ruin it again. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'm sure he will. He'll come back with his walker breathing through the fire. <laughs> 2032. <laughs> Just to ruin my life one more time. I mean, he ruined my kid. 
He ruined my grandkid, and he'll be back in 10 more years to ruin my great-grandkid. Because <laughs> that's what Goldberg does. That's funny. And when I'm 50 or 60 years old and Goldberg's 80, my great-grandkid will be running around the house screaming, Goldberg, with probably some synthetic T-Pain voice. That they'll be able to have through their phone. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But but uh, moving on, uh, Impact it's, it had this no surrender pay per view on the same day as Crown Jewel, and I'm looking forward to no surrender. I'd rather watch no surrender than to watch yeah. Crown Jewel, and I don't even know what Crown Jewel is going to be about. I'm they got sure the it's... Elimination Chamber. Oh, it's the same yeah. day. Yeah, the Elimination Chamber. My fault. It's not Crown Jewel. It's the Elimination Chamber. It's, See, oh. it's happening outside the W outside the United States for the first time ever. Oh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's the paper. That makes it even worse. Why? Because Goldberg always wins in Saudi unless it's against someone who's his age or older. But anyway, like I said, uh, no surrenders coming up. Uh, one of the matches I'm looking forward to the most is the Good Brothers and Gorilla of Destiny for the Impact Tag Team titles. Like I'm here for this tag team match, man. The history between these two teams it, it's just unrivaled right now. All like, the way it, back to New Japan. Yeah, they like tell the story. Like it's like the two best tag teams. And Bullet Club history are about to duke it out. And I'm here for it. I am looking forward to seeing Tasha Steeles win this title. I hope so. I hope that Tasha Steeles can get the W over Mickey James and become the new Knockouts champion. And here's why. Because the first ever Knockouts Ultimate X match, that was a big deal. And what would be an even bigger deal is to have a winner of that first ever Ultimate X match. Yeah. Get the big push. And it'll it'll immediately set the tone for how important that Ultimate X is to Yeah. I feel like and Tasha Steeles has been building for a while. Yeah, Tasha especially can definitely do it. ever since she uh broke away from Kara Hogan. Well, you know, Kara Hogan left the company and she got uh her her heavy behind her, Savannah Evans. Evans. Yeah. They I can see this happening, or I hope it happens. It, I, Nothing's been going my way. <laughs> I'm just saying. In the wrestling business, I have been getting screwed. <laughs> but uh, something that does not make me as happy is the rumor is Josh Alexander is leaving Impact Wrestling. This is a big That is a blow. catastrophic blow, in my opinion. Big like, blow. They put all their eggs <clears throat> in Josh Alexander's basket. As far as next main eventer goes, you know they built him up. He's having a great run. He's, been, in my opinion, he's been doing great since he lost the title. You know he's been doing the thing with Jonah mm-hmm. and everything, and all the new guys to come. You know all the guys that walk through the forbidden door. You know they gotta come to Josh Alexander. You know Charlie Haas, Jonah. Uh, I see. I felt like that's what they were gonna keep doing to him. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, hell, he another person even made their debut. 
on Josh Alexander this week, uh, Big Con. Uh, you remember Connor from the Ascension? Yeah. Yeah, he, he made his debut with Josh Alexander this week. See, that's what I'm saying. I feel like they're going to keep doing that to him. I understand that. I understand that. But anyway, after he beats Big Con, you know, Josh Alexander starts talking about how he wants his match with for the Impact World title. And then Scott Demore comes out there. Well, the, the first of all, he's got Big Con in the ankle lock, and he won't let it go. You know, he's got uh, the officials come out there, the refs come out there, they're trying to pry him off him. And eventually they pry him off him. He's shoving officials and everything. Then Scott Demore comes out there, and then I guess he tries to touch him, you know, kind of tap him on the shoulder or something. You know, Josh Alexander spins around and shoves him too. And, you know, he's just a loose cannon at this point. He's just... He's just all over the place. Because I want my damn title match. Right. And then Scott Demore comes out there and says that, you know, you need to get your emotions in check. And there's a process here. He's not trying to hear nothing about this process. I don't want to hear that either. Right. He ain't trying to hear it. And then uh, Scott Demore, he says, until we get this sorted out, until you can control your emotions and stuff, I'm sending you home. So he was supposed to be on Team Impact when they take on Honor, honor no more at No Surrender. But, uh, yeah, he got sent home. And then after the show, you know, I hear he he, uh, he posted a heartfelt message to Impact, you know, talking about how grateful he was, and he thanked them for uh, helping him become the main eventer he is. And I don't know, after seeing the show, that could kind of be tying in... To gotta be worked to what uh happened with uh on the show, but there's also him taking bookings on No Surrender Weekend. There's another thing, but then again, if he's not gonna be there, I guess he could uh take bookings. Then I mean, I guess I just if if Impact loses Alexander, that's a big blow to Impact because he is the homegrown star right now. Yeah, I get that, but I, but I feel like they could bounce back. Yeah, they yeah. always they'll could. definitely have to, uh, but they'll have to uh, find something good, really good, and get behind it. You know? they got enough to get behind. Yeah, you know, because the, the the Forbidden Door swings in Impact Wrestling, like the Bullet Club's there now. And Joni, he's there a lot. And Mickey James. Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona, who's uh, starting to show his heel character in Impact, which I'm really liking. Crazy. You know, he has a good point, though. It's the Impact Digital Media Championship. He invented internet wrestling back in the day. He did. He was like, the internet champion. Yeah. You know, like, he put the it on the map. The only internet champion. He put it on the map. Like, without him... In my opinion, without him, wrestlers really wouldn't have the, the, the social ac- media, right? The, the access to the social media and uh, you know the the real platform platform that they got now. You know, Cardona helped to open that door, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so too. Because Long Island IZ was nothing yeah. to play with. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And right now, him showing his heel side, yeah, he's killing it. I mean, he did uh, hit Jordan Grace in the head with a chair to get that di- digital <laughs> yeah, media he had championship. The cheat. He had cheat, and that's that's when I, I couldn't wait for him to show this side. Yeah, because he's been pretty goody two shoes in, in Impact so far. Yeah, he has been. But you know seeing him outside Myers. of Impact, 
you just you're just waiting for the day that they let him show this kind of personality inside of Impact. I mean, it is crazy what he's doing in GCW and NWA because he's there yeah. too. You know, feud with Trevor Murdoch and stuff like Matt Cardona. In my opinion, is really showing what what, he, what uh, he's got, and he's showing that you know WWE may let him go, but they're not gonna. But they didn't. But he's not gonna let it keep him down. You know, no, he's gonna show him what they're missing like out on pretty much. Matt Cardona. Really showed that WWE missed out. That's what I said. Like, he's gonna really. They're showing. He's gonna show them what they missed out on. They they actually messed up. I mean, out of all the releases, in my opinion, Cardona's making the most noise out of anybody who's been released over the past few years or whatever. I mean, it's between Cardona and Punk and Brian. Yeah, you know. Punk's not winning the release, but Brian is. But I would put his work over Brian's at this point, to be honest with you. At I definitely would. Mic working, character development. You no, know, I definitely would. Like, Cardona on the internet is undefeated right now. I think what it is is he made himself the big star outside the WWE after spending so much time in the WWE not being the big star. You know, Brian Danielson was a big star in, in WWE, WWE. In WWE. And he's the same big star outside of WWE. But you got to think how many times WWE stopped Cardona's push exactly. when he made himself. Cardona is one of them guys who's really making himself outside the WWE into more of a presence than he was inside the WWE. Because there was two, there were there was one time where I can remember you being behind Zack yeah, Ryder, Ryder, and I remember when I was behind Zack Ryder. For the love of God, when The Rock is in the ring, they're chanting for Zack Ryder. He's got to acknowledge that. Yeah, woo, woo, woo. Yeah, he's my guy. You know it. But yeah, I'm saying, like, that was the point when you were behind him. Yeah. When I was behind him, was when he was going for that Intercontinental title at WrestleMania. Right. And I just, I'm like, it's Zack Ryder's time, baby. It's his, I'm like, it's finally his time. Let's go. He finna get a title push. And they made him lose it the next night. Granted, the Miz did things with that title that were desperately needed, but still. Bro, they made him lose it the next night. Literally. That was one of them raw after WrestleMania moments. Still, I'm saying that was just, I mean, I just knew it was Zack Ryder's time then. I mean, they were finally giving him the right build. Like, I'm like, finally, because this guy is so talented. Right, right. But he's showing you exactly. what he's showing you that WWE doesn't has to be, have to be the place to be. That's what he's really showing. Like, he's showing what. A for real world pro wrestler can be about. Like he's in four Love companies. Matt right now. He's in four companies and he already did the AEW thing. Right. He came in, got his little shine, and went right back out. Like, I'm not gonna even let him do it to me. <laughs> he was in GCW killing it. He's in Impact killing it. He's in NWA killing it. Like going for all these different titles, bringing them all to different shows. Like, Hey. Like I could see Cardona taking the, the taking the ten pounds of gold off Trevor Murdoch sometime down the road, like the, he's doing that, that well. And and then you can see him in Impact going for the Impact title I eventually, could. and you can see he's in GCW as the mm-hmm. champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
But anyway, yeah, he's doing great. Uh, you yeah. got anything else? I don't, bro. Me you neither. can get it over with. Tell him where to reach uh, your Matt dad. Lindsay on Facebook. Matt Lindsay 677 on Instagram. Our dog one on Instagram. Our dog three on Twitter. And definitely listen to us on all platforms. That's Apple, Spotify. We got Anchor. And thank you guys for listening. And we'll be back with y'all next week. That's a fact. Holla back, baby. Peace.